Does anybody have a word? You can be seated just uh, real quick. Looking forward to the message. Looking forward to the message. Does anybody have a word before we uh, sing another? Y'all mind quiet. Did you get an outfit? <laughs> hey, look at page. Look at page fifty-six. Fifty-six. Chris was playing that uh, just a little bit ago when he's come in. To God be the glory. <laughs>
We're gonna have we got a special tonight. No matter, and you got a song you want to sing. <laughs> Well, she's done, and I'd just like to say I love that song. I do too. To God be the Lord. <laughs> we have so much to thank you for, don't we? Yes, we do. I was like, well, Madeline's coming. Uh, I, I really sh should give a praise report this morning. I felt like it, and I didn't. But Steve, I, I hope I didn't end the service. But when you mentioned. Does anyone have a phrase report? I thought, yeah, I do. I woke up this morning, I opened my eyes, I seen the sunrise, had a cup of coffee, and had a nice visit with my mother, come back to church, and had a wonderful time. And that's something to praise. Hey, yes, from the start yes, to last. And I on agree with you, Elaine, on this song. I love this song. And I love to sing the second verse. Because it says, uh, the vilest offender, the vilest <coughs> offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus departs. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus departs. Amen. 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 Bless you, brother. <laughs>
but until then, go tell the world about me. For I was dead, but now I live. Oh, I've got to go now for a little while. Hey, but goodbye's not the end. Oh, go tell the world me. But goodbye is not the end. Hey, that's a great song. Great song. Let's sing one more here. You know, uh, I like this song right here. Look at page 79. My Jesus, I love you.
there. Good singing. Good singing. Can we do two ninety five? Two ninety five. Tell me the story of Jesus. seeing his mother and 
And I thought a lot of times when I've gone out there on the back deck with a cup of coffee early in the morning and just watching nature and watching the animals, squirrels and the birds just do their thing. And, and I'm thinking about, Lord, if God can take care of it, he can take care of all that, he can sure take care of me. And it's just a, what a blessing it is. It is a blessing every day. Uh, praise report, uh, just to wake up and uh, for the Lord to give us another day. And the great thing is for Christians is, if one morning we don't wake up, we're in a better place. Amen. We're in a better place. So uh, we've, we've got something to praise the Lord about uh, every day. We really do. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that song that Madeline sang. That was such a, such a blessing. But I want you to pray for Brother Ricky. It's good to have his dad here with us uh, this evening. And I want you to pray for him. And, uh, and let, let whatever God sends, let it soak into your heart and into your mind. Brother Ricky, you just mind the Lord. Love you, buddy. <clears throat> You would turn to John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16, verse number 31. Uh, I thought about this uh, this morning. Uh, this has nothing to do with the message, but this morning, Brother Steve uh, brought out a, a bunch of biblical accounts and asked the question, that someone might ask you, do you believe that? Did you believe that this happened and that happened? And I've lived down to the time that my friend uh, at Straight Mountain asked me a question. He said, what is the hardest thing about the Bible to believe? And I told him, I said, the resurrection. I said, because if a man was raised from the dead, all of this other stuff could have happened. Oh, so I lived down to the time. Do you believe that? Look, I, I certainly do. Because I believe a man uh, came from glory and was resurrected. And he lives forevermore. John chapter number 16, uh, verse number 31, and we will go into chapter number 17. Uh, stand to your feet for the reading of God's Word. If you can, if you cannot, please posture your heart uh, toward God. The Scripture said, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You may be seated. I thought about this scripture as we thought about coming this way. I don't know how long we will be, but I thought about begin to ponder eternal life. And what comes to your mind when you hear someone say that they have eternal life? We like to think about that that's coming down the road and uh, that 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 the believer has when they pass from this life to the next. But that's not the definition that Jesus gives to His disciples here. Uh, talking about that song that my daughter sang, this is probably uh, right when this, that song happened when He began to encourage the disciples, I'm going away. But don't be afraid. And He comes and He tells them all of these things. 
Don't be afraid because I'm going to send a comfort to come uh, to you. I'm going away. And they didn't understand what had happened. Uh, it was Peter that stood before him and said, No, Lord, we won't let this happen to you. And he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. But this has got to happen. But he said, Behold, the hour comes where y'all will be scattered. Peter was the one that said, I'll go with you all the way to the end. And he said, No, Peter, you'll deny me. And each and every one of, uh, of the disciples around, y'all will all be scattered and you'll all go away, but I won't be alone because the Father will be with me. But he says, I've spoken these things unto you that you'll have peace. You're going to go away. This is going to happen. I'm going to be crucified. Uh, but listen to what I'm saying so that you'll have peace. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation. Bad news, folks. When you follow God, it's not a, a prim and rosy path. Despite what Joel Osteen and others say on the television, God promised that you'll have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. And then he turned his attention to God and he lifted up his eyes and he said, Father, the hour has come. Many times people would come and try to make him king and he'd say, it's not my time. He said, but the hour has now come. Glorify the Son that thy Son may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. It's no secret that God knows all, Sister Lynn. We like to argue about the omnipotence of God and the goodness of God and the greatness of God and the freeness of man. All that, will, all that, are, that, that, that will come can come. But none that will come that will surprise God. All that has been given to me will come. We like to make a big booger bear out of that verse, but it's nothing more than that. But he said, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. If we're not careful, we'll push out everything about God to the future. We'll say, Well, I, I'll be sanctified later. I'll inherit eternal life later. I'll do all of that later. And I understand that, that a lot of that is later. But it's also the present. A lot of times we forget that this is a reality that we live in. That I am saved. That I'm being saved. And at the end of the world I will be saved. All of that is true. And all of that is great. I am sanctified. I am being sanctified. And I will be sanctified. I, I'm convinced that a lot of times we say, I'm just a sinner. Saved by grace. And understand what we're saying. I'm afraid a lot of times it's just to excuse our actions. Because it's a reality that Paul called people saints. Not boasting in ourselves. If you'll turn over to Philippians chapter number 3. This is what Paul gloried in. He said, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, and beware of the concision. 
For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh. How more? Paul said, if anybody's trusting in the flesh, it's me. Because I'll tell you the resume. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for loss, for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Just to know Him. Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but done, that I may win Christ and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto death, if it by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. It's not, though, that I can have confidence and go through life's troubles because there's something on the other side. That's great, grand, and wonderful. But if there was nothing on the other side, I can still rest in knowing that I know Him. Christ is telling the disciples, I'm going away. But don't fear. Have you ever noticed it's frustrating that Jesus comes by in the winds and the waves and it's time to be fearful. He says, don't be afraid. He tells them, you're about to scatter. I'm about to go away, but don't be afraid. Have peace, for I have overcome the world. And then He turns and He talks to God and He tells them, for this is eternal life, that you know God and Jesus Christ. So eternal life begins now. Eternal life begins as Samuel Shoemaker, who was an Episcopalian minister, he said, eternal life does not begin at death, it begins at faith. Amen. Amen. That's why I can walk through life when things go wrong. And we talk about, most of the time when we talk about things going wrong, we're talking about bills and all of these things. We're not talking about what our, our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world are talking about and their, uh, their guns to their head saying, if you go to church, I'm going to kill you. But it may come. But he said, this is eternal life, to know God. Sure. Say, preacher, that's all i got to do is know Him. Yeah. But what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm an, I'm an English nerd. Damn. We gotta define terms because you'll find that people come up and they'll that what they're saying sounds great, but when you define the terms, it's nothing like what you're talking about. I was talking to my son on the way home one day, and I think I've told this story here, but all the way home from Straight Mountain, that's a 30-minute drive. Me and him, he's in the back seat, and we begin to play the who made this and the who made that all the way home. Who made the stars? I said, well, son God did. Well, who made the power pole? I said, well, man made it, but God made man, so therefore God did. He knows of this entity called God. 
but he doesn't know God. I won't get graphic, but this is the same word that we find in the book of Genesis when God gives Eve to Adam and it says he knew her. And the adults know what I'm talking about. It's to have an intimate relationship with God. Me and my daughter will talk about God. She doesn't know Him. She doesn't know about who she's singing about with a bow yet. She's not met the man. Yes, encourage those that are on the deathbed. But just as Paul said, that we don't have to worry about anything on this side because that that's on the other side is much, much greater. And it makes anything that we go through okay. I've told the story many, many times of my grandmother, my favorite person in the whole wide world. No offense, Dad, but we had a special relationship and I knew that when that lady passed from this life that there's no way I could go on. But as she took her last breath, I said, she made it. She made it. And I thought that eternal life was just on the other side. But no, 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 my friends. Eternal life began when she found Jesus. Amen. When she found Jesus. To know, to have eternal life is to know God and to know Jesus Christ. Be careful, my friends, when you say, well, I, I know all about that. Because when Jesus approached a man who had demons in him, the demons called out, and they knew exactly who Jesus was. In fact, one of the most humorous stories in all the Bible, there were these con artists who had heard, believe it, had heard Paul cast out demons. They said, hey, that's a cool trick. I'll try that. And they said, in the name of Jesus, come out. And the demon said, Jesus we know. And Paul we know. But who are you? It's not enough just to name the name of Jesus. I realize that the Bible still strikes to that if you'll just believe on His name, that's 100% true. But it's more than head knowledge. It's more than head knowledge. It's when He becomes, as Alistair Begg said, he said, he said these people come and they begin to talk to me about homosexuality and LGBTQ and all of this other stuff. And He said, I have to follow my master. I have to do what he says. Now I'm of the opinions that Christians could act like Christians when confronting these people. We don't need to take signs and pick it outside of these places. That's not the answer. But I know my master. I know Him in an intimate sense. And He walks with me. As the song said, and He talks with me. Yes. And listen, and He tells me that I am His own. The wonderful thing is not 
that He is mine, but that I am His. Yes. And as Alistair said, as, as the thief on the cross said, who? The angel said, who told you that you could come? And he said, the man on the middle cross said that I could come. That's the only reason that I can come. I know what we believe. I know that it's by faith. But if I were to have come as an eight-year-old boy and knelt down and Jesus wouldn't have graciously saved my soul, I could have all the faith in the world and it would mean nothing. You can get mad at me if you don't do That's what I believe. It does take faith. But it takes the man that came from eternity past. Who is all, I blew Madeline's mind the other night. Got her out of the bathtub and she said, I was born, right? I said, yeah, you were born. She said, when was God born? I said, He wasn't. You could see the wheels turning. I said, blows your mind, doesn't it? She said, yeah. And she said, but Jesus was born. I said, yeah, but. I said, there's always been when He was born. I said, we'll get into it later. But one day, we do a good job. And I'm going to say this. Of harping on hell. And it's true. And it's real. And we need to preach it. But I'm of the opinion that it's just my job to stand out like they do. If you ever, have you ever been by Little Caesars? You seen they hired that man with an arrow? My only job as a minister it's the twirl of a sign that points people to Jesus. Amen. Because to know God and to know Jesus is to have eternal life. Amen. And we've been studying and we've been looking at these pictures about these Jewish people. They think they know God, but they don't. Because God, Jesus said to know me is to know the Father. And to know the Father is to know me. And we can't separate one from the other. And before the world gets mad and tries to cancel me, I didn't say it. He did. You Christians, you're mean and you're all exclusive. I didn't say it. He did. He said I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. I hope you've been encouraged. But that's what Jesus did to discourage or to encourage his disciples. He said, I'm going away. But I'm sending the comforter. Amen. When you're persecuted by the world, when you're persecuted by the world. And if you've never read closely, there was one time the disciples asked, What will we get? We've given up everything. And he said, Those that have Give it up, father and mother and brother, you'll get all of this stuff. Look in parentheses, it says, with persecution. Jesus was an evangelist, wasn't he? He said, I'm going away. When you have trouble, be of good cheer. I've overcome more. He turns to the Father. He says, now my time has come. Glorify me. 
give eternal life to as many as you've given to me. And this is eternal life. And disciples, take heed. It's to them who know God. Changes it a little bit, doesn't it? Yes, I'm walking because there's something on the other side called heaven. If you ask me what it looks like, I don't know. But it's now. I'm saved now. I'm sanctified now. I'm a child of God now. I may not be a good one. I may not be a perfect one. But it's now. Doesn't that encourage you? Sure. Know that it's not just at the end. It's not just something we're walking toward, but it's somebody who's walking with us. That was the beauty of the three Hebrew children. They said, God can deliver us. But if He doesn't, we're not bowing. And they walked into the fire. And guess who walked in with them? He didn't miraculously stop everybody. He didn't miraculously stop the guards. They had to walk through the fire with him. And they came out on the other side. We have put, let me say this too, it doesn't always end up that way. Sometimes, Bo, it's not that he heals the cancer in the way that we want but that He takes us from this world to the next one. And He's still God. Amen. You have questions, preachers? Sure do. When the next lunatic walks into school and shoots him up, I have lots of questions. But I have to rest in the assurance that God knows what He's done. And that what's coming is going to be much greater than what we have now. But I'm walking now, in eternal life. That's the message. Stand your feet. This is a verse of some song. You may need to pray.
Return rover, we call him. He came to Jesus. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered his question the way he asked it. He said, keep the commandment. That's what you have to do to inherit eternal life. He said, which one? And he began to name off commandments. And he left off the ones that had to do with God. And the young man said, I've done that. What lack has I yet? He said, sell all that you have. Give to the poor. And listen, he says, and follow me. And the man walked away. Sorrowful because he had great riches. He said, follow me. But then again, Jesus was teaching one time and he began to teach about eating his body and drinking his blood. And there was a big crowd. And the crowd began to go away. And he turned and looked at his apples and he said, will you also go away? I believe it was Peter who said, where, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Amen. That's the question. God bless. Amen. Amen.